over the weekend as we celebrated Thanksgiving holiday here in the United States. And of course, Black Friday. If you love shopping, you know what I'm talking about. Russian naval forces captured and detained a number of Ukrainian ships and vessels after firing on them in a place called Kerch Strait, which is a, by the way, narrow waterway, which is a disputed waterway linking the Black Sea to the Sea of Azov in the Russian-Ukrainian border. Okay, this is a major escalation, by the way, between the two countries, Russia and Ukraine. And uh, they have been locked down in a very big armed conflict for almost four years, since 2014. Amruz Value Body, join me, as in this episode, we'll be looking at Mr. Putin's new move. Okay, in response, the Ukrainians and Ukrainian uh, politicians decided to force martial law. And a resistant Moscow is, in a way, waiting to see what costs, if any, Brussels and Washington are willing to push for what they see as an act of Russian aggression. Here's a simple question. How did we get here? Okay, let me explain to you what's going on. In 2014, after a popular uprising overthrew the pro-Russian president of Ukraine, Moscow annexed the region called Crimea and supported a separatist movement in eastern Ukraine. To link Crimea with mainland Russia across the Kerch Strait, which in a way separates the two countries, Russia decided to build a $3.6 billion bridge that was completed, by the way, earlier this year in 2018. Since the completion of this bridge, well, tensions over the waterway have increased dramatically, with each side, Ukraine and Russia, claiming that the other side is, in a way, meddling on its waters. Okay, here's what's actually going on. Ukraine has seen the worst of it. Ships carrying lucrative steel and grain exports from Eastern Europe, while critical for country's economy, must pass through the Kerch Strait. While the Russian customs and security officials, citing security concerns about the bridge, have, in a way, increased what they call spot checks and detention of Ukrainian-bound ships and vessels. Well, one of those incidents is uh, what happened last Sunday and led to this clash. Well, Western governments have, in a way, denounced Russia's attack and, in a way, raised the prospects of new sanctions on Russian officials. They've done it before. They will probably do it again. NATO, for its part, has called on Moscow to release the ships and sailors that have currently been detained uh, with Russian officials. But beyond that, well, I don't expect much happening. And here's why. Keep in mind that NATO is under no commitment to defend Ukraine, which is not a member state. More broadly speaking, Ukraine matters a lot more to Moscow for strategic reasons, for economic reasons, and for cultural reasons than it does to the West. Also, Europe's got its own problems these days. The Italian debt crisis, the populism at home, Brexit, you name it. I talked about all these things in previous episodes, by the way. Okay, meanwhile in Ukraine, President Petro Poroshenko secured a parliamentary declaration of martial law in about half of the country. This is a big deal, since a military response by Ukraine's much weaker forces is all about impossible. Well, Poroshenko's critics suggest that the move, which in a way prohibits any political campaigning or voting while in effect, by, by that I'm talking about the martial law, is a skeptical method 
to delay the upcoming elections that the unpopular president Poroshenko is almost surely to lose. Russia says Ukraine provoked the incident. Well, I think Vladimir Putin is likely testing the international reactions to his power play to, uh, in a way, for de facto control over the sea of Azov. So what would this mean for the United States? Well, US President Donald Trump has blamed the former President Barack Obama for allowing Russia to seize Ukraine in 2014. Now Moscow is bidding to take control of the Azov Sea, and that's a big deal. So how will Mr. Trump respond? Well, the two men, by that I mean Mr. Putin and Mr. Trump, are still scheduled to meet on the sidelines of the G20 summit later this week in Argentina. We'll be watching that closely.